If you've been thinking about creating an online course and growing a digital business, but you're getting hung up on what if things don't go as you plan, this episode is for you. In this episode of Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course, I'm going to walk you through my four-step process for how I manage change because I am the poster child for change and how I wrap my head around falling down and getting back up so quickly so that I can keep moving towards the goals that I have. The rule in business is always the goal does not have to change, just the path you take to get there. If you can hang on to the goal and be flexible and nimble in how you reach the goal, anything is possible, my friend. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course podcast. My name is Heather DeVoe, and each week we talk about what does it look like to create online courses, how do you market and sell them, and more importantly, how do you take your ideas and turn them into a digital business? You're in for a treat, my friend. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 123 of Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course. My name is Heather DeVoe, and I'm really excited that you are here this week talking about when things don't go as planned. Now, I need you to know I am a doer as much as I am a planner, but what people really find fascinating about me is my ability to not be married to the plan I am married to the result I am trying to get. And this is the advice I give my clients all the time. Creating an online course is a tool. The tool is the course. The offer is the course. And how you get there can be accomplished in many different ways. I offer one simple, easy way to go from idea to fully finished, functional, ready to sell online course. But mine is not the only way. And what I want you to remember is that whether you come and work with me or whether you go and work with someone else or you throw spaghetti at the wall all by yourself, the goal of having an online course doesn't have to change so long as you are willing to do the work to get that goal. Growing a digital business is the same thing. And when I define digital business, I define digital business as you're running the entire thing online. So yeah, sure, you might have an in-person workshop on the weekends or on a Monday, but for the most part, you know, 99% of your business happenings are happening through the internet, are happening through landing pages, and maybe through sales funnels, or maybe consult calls. But you're not in front of people pitching, you're not sending tenders, you're not trying to do all this one-to-one work for your clients. Digital business is about empowering your clients to do the work for themselves. And sometimes when you have big plans, like I want to have a digital business, you have to be flexible on how you get there. And you have to be willing to walk the road for as long as it may take if you really want that goal. And I want to talk to you today about when things don't go as planned, and I want to share with you a metaphor that I can't take credit for, but I want to share with you, and I'll tell you where that metaphor came from, in thinking about planning versus doing. And I want to share with you this four-step process that I have, that I have always used in my attempts to reach my goals, and what does that look like for you? So a friend of mine said to me recently that starting and running a business 
is often thought of as being the same as building a house. So when you want to build a house, you have your blueprints, you have your permits, you have your team or your contractors, and people dig holes and they fill the holes in with cement and they cut the window holes and they put the windows in and they build the frameworks and they hang the drywall and they spackle the drywall and they paint the drywall and they install the lights and blah, 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 blah. That's how most people think entrepreneurship goes. In reality, entrepreneurship, building an online course, building a digital business can feel like a renovation. So if you've ever done a renovation on your home, you know that the minute you pull up the carpet and you find the stinky old linoleum, the game has changed. It's no longer just about tearing up the carpet and replacing it with laminate floor or with hardwood floor. Now you got to figure out what to do with that stinky linoleum, which puts the project on hold. It doesn't change the end result. The end goal is you still want a renovated house. However, the process, the path for you to get that finished result is going to be different now. Now you have to stop, maybe go to YouTube and figure out what do I do with that stinky ass linoleum? More often than not, you can just bleach that sucker and put your floor right over it, but sometimes that fucking stuff has to come out. That's entrepreneurship and I love this analogy. And I love the analogy of it and the metaphor of it because We set out with our blueprints thinking it's going to go one way and the minute something doesn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen, we get all hung up and we get all dramatic about it and that can stop us in our tracks. And I am fascinated by that moment of, fuck, this isn't going to work. It must never going to work. I should just quit. And lots of entrepreneurs do that. I am of the opinion that (laughs) the linoleum is just one small barrier that I need to overcome in order to finish the fucking renovation. My husband and I renovated our house last year and I was so excited about this renovation because it was supposed to be a simple paint job. I was going to paint my kitchen cupboards and all I wanted to do was paint my kitchen cupboards from a really dark brown to a blue. (laughs) Obviously, I was going to paint my cupboards blue. This beautiful navy blue that I adore, I wanted to paint my cupboards navy blue. So I got all the paint, I got all the supplies, I did all the sanding, I took the doors off, I took the dishes out of the cupboard, and I got to work. And when I was done, the cupboards were beautiful. And then I turned around and I looked at the rest of the house and I thought, oh, this is no longer a paint job. So I could have stopped. I could have stopped. However, I painted the island in the middle of my kitchen. And at the time I had a kitchen table, which was also brown. Everything in my house was brown, like espresso color. And I looked at that kitchen table and I thought, I have always hated you. I have always hated you, kitchen table. I hate your size. I hate your shape. I hate the color. I hate those chairs. But it was the only one in the area that would fit in my kitchen because my kitchen is actually incredibly small. And so we looked at this island in the middle of the kitchen and I said to my husband, you know what, if we moved that island, like turned it 90 degrees and put bar stools at the island, we wouldn't need that ugly ass kitchen table 
and we could just sit at the island and have dinner. And then the conversation became, well, we don't really host parties and we don't have the kind of sit down dinners in our family that require a lot of space. We eat dinner together every night, but we're the kind of family who could sit at an island and eat dinner. And so my husband said, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's move the island. So the island, as it turns out, in my modular home, which means the home came mostly built and was assembled partly on site. The island in my modular home was actually put in before the flooring was put in around it because the house comes mostly done when they drop it on the foundation. And so I went to start painting this island and getting ready to move the island and realized this island is bolted to the subfloor, which is like plywood. And the flooring does not go in under the island, which means that if we wanted to rotate this island, we were going to have to replace the floor. So now my paint job, which was just going to be a simple paint everything navy blue paint job, has turned into we're getting rid of the, the kitchen table, we're moving the island, and but in order to move the island, we have to take up the floor. Good news, the floor was also brown, and I also hated it. So I was very happy to take up the floor. In order to take up the floor, we had to get rid of the piano that was in the main living area, which we also didn't like because it was also taking up the only wall in the house because I live in an open concept house. And of course, from there, it becomes, well, we should also get a sofa, and well, we're going to have to get a new rug, and, well, there will have to be new curtains to match the new rug and sofa. And where the piano once stood, let's build a built-in fireplace. But I can't get cupboards for my fireplace because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I have to drive four hours from my home to the nearest Home Depot to pick up the cupboards I want so I can take them home and paint them blue, too. And, no, I don't know how to install tile on a fireplace facing, but... I'm sure I could figure it out. I couldn't, <laughs> by the way, it took two attempts. So all of a sudden, my simple, I want to paint the cupboards project became a total renovation to the point where we had an electrician in to move several lights in our house, which meant we had to patch where the old lights were. And that was an ordeal. And it just became this unbelievable Big project. It started with one $60 can of paint. $10,000 later, my entire kitchen and living room are completely different. It got to the point where we were like, you know what? Uh, we ran out of trim and we don't fucking care. And so we lived for almost an entire year in this house without trim around the brand new paint job. Because of course we had to paint the walls. Because we just ran out of steam. Here's why we ran out of steam. Our plan did not include room for iteration. Our plan did not include the how of any such iteration. What's iteration? Options, pivoting, change, barriers, anything that causes you to sit back and go, is this what I really want? I'm only going to do this once. Is, is this really what I want? And the fallacy in that thinking is that iteration is ongoing. And so what happens is we make decisions 
both in our business and in our personal lives, especially in home renovations, we often make these decisions like we can't just get another can of paint and change the color of the cupboards. But the truth is, is we can get another can of paint. We can get a different floor. We can get a different rug. We can pull all the tile off the facade of the fireplace and start again. That's iteration. That's renovation. That's remodeling. That's entrepreneurship. But so many entrepreneurs come at this process, whether it's creating a course, building a business from scratch, or pivoting, like they can never change their minds. And I think the beauty of entrepreneurship is in the remodel. It is in the iteration. It is in finding out, oh, that was a bad, bad choice. And you get to make another one. When you build a house from scratch, literally, uh, you build a home from scratch, you pay a contractor to build your home, they force you to make decisions like you can never change them. That's why when you build a house, they just put builder's beige in there because they know you're just going to fucking paint over it again next year anyway. Or if you're like me, you walk in the door, keys in hand, day one with cans of paint and you start painting right away because you've already changed your mind about what's going on them walls Because you built the house before you had the kitchen table to go in the house. So we often make decisions out of order and under pressure of feeling like we need to have a blueprint. But entrepreneurship is a remodel. It is a renovation. It is not building a house of brick that is immovable. There are options here. So when things don't go as planned... Like, you only wanted to paint the goddamn cupboards, and now you're $10,000 in the hole, but like, my God, the kitchen looks beautiful. How do you manage that? What happens when things don't go as planned, or when you change your mind? First of all, you never have to apologize for changing your mind. You are the business owner. You get to do whatever the fuck you want all the time. So don't panic when shit's not going the way you thought. It just means you have to make a different decision. Here are the four steps that I follow when things are not going as I planned. Number one, oh, I wallow in it, boys and girls. Like, listen, I am a fucking freight train of sadness sometimes, okay? Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that was a rookie fucking mistake. (laughs) Sorry, what? Did I say that? I retract that statement. Yeah, yeah, I reserve the right to change my mind. Now let's do it this way instead. That's constant. That's entrepreneurship. That's being married to the problem and not married to the solution. Being willing to peel the tile off the facade of the fireplace, rotate it 90 degrees, and start again. That's entrepreneurship. So wallow in it, my friends. When shit hits the fan, yeah, that fucking sucks. So like, let yourself feel how much that sucks. But then get on with it. I have this rule that I don't finish the day feeling like, my God, what a waste. I always think about, okay, what's next? And I do that by evaluating what went well. You don't always have to debrief the time of death when something is wrong. You don't always have to think about, like, my God, what went wrong? Sometimes it's better to look at what went right and continue going in that direction. So step one is wallow in it. Fucking, just fucking feel it. It sucks, but it's part of it. And the easier it is for you to feel your feelings, the easier it is for you to 
to be able to build a business, just quite frankly. If you could feel all the shit and be like, well, all right, it's part of it. It's not it is what it is, because that's giving up. That's just surrendering. But recognizing that it's a part of it, mistakes are a part of it, failure is part of it, falling down is part of it, putting the tile on wrong is part of it, makes it easier to evaluate, all right, so what did work? Well, the tile stuck. It was wrong in terms of the design, but it stuck. I figured out how to use mortar. That's a big fucking deal. I've never used mortar before. So I look at that kind of stuff. Okay, now I know more about sticking tile to a facade than I did 10 minutes ago. I did it wrong, but now I know how to mix up the mortar so that the fucking thing sticks. Now I'm not starting over. I'm starting from experience. So I get to mix the mortar faster and I get to put the tile on the facade faster. That's renovation. We're not experts who build houses all the time. We are renovators. We are remodelers. We are people who dream and change and go with the flow, fuck up a lot, have to get over it and keep going. People who build houses are built to perform quickly, precisely, get it right or, you know, get sued. And that's not entrepreneurship. It's very fluid. It's very forgiving, actually, even though we think it is not. So wallow in it. It's a good practice. Feel your feelings. You'll be better for it. Number two, evaluate what went well. Don't focus on, holy fuck, did we ever shit the bed on this one? Yeah, okay, well, what did go well? Well, I mean, there was a bed to shit in. Sometimes that's all you can look at. Sometimes that's all there is that's positive. There was a bed to shit in, okay? And then we reframe and we reflect. So I think about, all right, okay, well, now I'm pretty good at putting mortar on a facade. Now I know to check the lines on the tile before I put it on to make sure that they line up. That's reframing. The story could absolutely be I wasted $300 on mortar and I didn't put it on right and I had to go back to the store and get new tile. That could be the story. But the reframed version of that is, let me tell you how I figured out how to put mortar on a facade to hang tile on a wall. And I never did it before. That's more empowering. It's not fooling yourself. It's not bullshit. It's not toxic positivity. It's, hey, there's another way to look at this that doesn't make me feel like I'm super anxious and failing at everything when I only meant to paint the cupboards. (laughs) The last step is plan to iterate. So now that you know, now that you've wallowed in it and you've had your sad sack of shit moment and you've evaluated what worked well, and you've reframed it and reflected on it, now you're not gonna make the same mistake twice. You plan to iterate, but the most important part of that is iterate. Do it differently the next time. So many entrepreneurs just keep doing the same thing, singing the same song, offering the same products, trying to do the same things, hoping for a different result. Nothing changes if nothing changes, period. When we think about creating online courses, when we think about marketing online courses, when we think about selling online courses, when we think about building a digital business, which is essentially what you're doing, when we think about all of that, do you think about it as step one, step two, step three, or do you think about it like, all right, uh, let's let's start with the paint and 
and see where it goes because that is a much more forgiving way of approaching this kind of thing in life in entrepreneurship is give yourself grace, give yourself room to fuck up, give yourself the permission to feel the fuck up and give yourself permission to move forward. When I think about renovating a house, I think about the image in my head. I very rarely think about all the work that is going to require, that is going to be required to get that result because that work to me is very overwhelming. Because what I sit back and I do is I think, oh my God, where do I start? But imagine if there was a process you could follow that was flexible and customizable and allowed for all those aha moments of like, holy fuck, should we move the island? Well, we're going to have to tear up the floor. Okay, well, we got to get rid of that piano and we should probably order that couch now. We still are just trying to paint the cupboards though. Yeah, that's okay. Because when you could see all the moving pieces like that, when you could see how you go from one to one to one to many and all the moving pieces in between, when someone's standing there saying, hey, did you consider this? What about this? Did you look at this? What, what about that floor slash product? What about this other market that you could be offering your services to? It's flexible. That's remodeling. And in the end, it ends up looking better than you could have imagined because you lived in each step of it as it was being presented, considering the options, making decisions, iterating to great, instead of just settling for the paint on the cupboards. If you want to learn more about how I help entrepreneurs just like you create, market, and sell online courses, build digital businesses, make more of an impact, and have a shit ton of fun in the process, we're over here slapping paint all over cupboards every single day. Go to heatherdevoe.com, book a call with me and my team, or sign up for Go Digital, the all-access pass right fucking now. Get started. Get your paintbrush. Get your can. Let's do this thing. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you like this episode and you want to learn more about what it's like to work with me and my team to create, market, and sell online courses, and you're interested in learning about the systems, processes, and frameworks that we use to build digital businesses, go to heatherdevoe.com right now, book a call with our team, or sign up for the Go Digital All Access Pass. It's your ticket to getting exactly what you want out of the business that you are trying to build. Hope you have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you soon.